A lot of people want to know what kind of mistakes they're making. Can they make money on their podcast? How much is the average that people make money on their podcast? There's so many questions. Today, we're going to go through six different mistakes that I see podcasters make that is costing them leads. And then we're going to go over, as I go through these mistakes, I'm going to go through what to do instead. I want to make sure that this is valuable to you, but I want to also preface all of this by saying only fix one to two of these mistakes at a time so that you don't overwhelm yourself. I do not want you stressing out that you have to change all six of these, that you have to get this done this week. No, pick one or two that you can change over the course of the next month. Welcome to another episode of Listeners to Leads, where I'm helping podcasters launch and maintain a lead generating show. I'm your host, Alicia Galati, the CEO and head podcast strategist behind Galati Media, a full service podcast management company. On this show, you'll hear my guests and I discuss everything it takes to launch a successful podcast and keep it running. If you're ready to get leads, land speaking gigs, and create deeper connections with your audience through your podcast, then this is the show for you. One of the main questions that I get as a podcast strategist is, why am I not getting leads for my podcast? (laughs) A lot of people want to know what kind of mistakes they're making. Can they make money on their podcast? How much is the average that people make money on their podcast? There's so many questions. Today, we're going to go through six different mistakes that I see podcasters make that is costing them leads. And then we're going to go over, as I go through these mistakes, I'm going to go through what to do instead. I want to make sure that this is valuable to you, but I want to also preface all of this by saying only fix one to two of these mistakes at a time so that you don't overwhelm yourself. I do not want you stressing out that you have to change all six of these, that you have to get this done this week. No, pick one or two that you can change over the course of the next month. Don't stress yourself out. If you have a team helping you, obviously you can move a little faster, but try to just take one or two things, say, I'm gonna focus on this over the next month and make sure that I'm doing this instead of the mistake. So first mistake that I see podcasters make that is costing them leads is that they talk about everything but their products and services. You'll notice on this podcast, I talk very openly about being a podcast strategist. I talk about how we serve our clients. I give stories and examples of our clients. And that allows me to show up as an expert in my field and say, look, I do the work. Right at this moment, we produce about 15 podcasts that are either weekly or bi-weekly. We have a few clients that are twice a week. We have a few clients that are every other week, but the majority of our clients are weekly. So 15 podcasts total that we are managing and handling. Obviously, we know what we're talking about over here because we're managing so many. So we see a lot of people, they, they come in and they're like, all right, help me make my podcast better. I want to get leads. I want people to buy my stuff. I want them to buy my course or join my membership or buy my one-to-one coaching program or whatever. But when I go to listen to their podcast or I have a conversation with them and I ask them, well, how are they promoting their services? Do they have ways that they're strategically talking about their services? Usually the answer is no. 
whether it's because they feel uncomfortable doing it or they're not sure how to do it. But the way to fix this is to just talk about your services. What are you selling? What are you promoting? There are a few ways that you can do this. So I always like a dedicated ad space toward the end of your episode where you talk about, hey, this thing is my low ticket offer. You will see that on this podcast, I'm working, at least currently, you'll probably see it in the dynamic content at the end. I'm working on creating something of a mini course that you can do that's going to help you take your podcast listeners from listeners into leads. So obviously, I would like to promote that and push that. That is going to be the thing that I'm going to be talking about because I understand that a lot of the listeners of the podcast might not be ready to drop a big chunk of money in order to come work with us and have us offload their podcast to us. So I want to be able to offer something that's going to help you be able to make money, going to be able to help you be super strategic with your podcast without having to pay upwards of $2,000 a month to come work with us. Now, obviously, I have smaller offers that I could promote, but I feel like in a funnel, <laughs> and in my funnel, the first to top thing is going to be the podcast. That next thing will be that low ticket offer. Then moving on to maybe a strategy session leading into my high ticket one-to-one services that we offer. I know that from the podcast, I want to direct people to that listeners to leads mini course or course or, you know, program or whatever I decide that it's going to be. That is going to help me be able to create content for the podcast and really be able to focus the podcast to be talking about my services without feeling like all I'm doing all the time is talking about my services. So that's one way you can do it is have that dedicated ad space toward the end of your podcast where you are focusing on what is that either free or low ticket offer that you can promote. Now, the next thing that you can do that's going to help you talk about your services is you can have live coaching. We're going to have someone on the podcast later in about a month or two. You'll see her in these initial launch episodes as well, where we do a strategy session with her. Valerie Friedlander has used her podcast to get clients. She does that by doing live, almost anonymous coaching sessions to allow her audience to feel what it is and how it feels to be coached by her because she works in such a personal space where someone might say, oh, I don't really need that or I don't really understand what she's doing or how she's offering support to me. So how am I going to know what coaching looks like? But she's able to say, look, just check out the podcast. I have coaching sessions. I've got where I just talk about, you know, things that you might be struggling with. And that allows her to then showcase that, have those strategy sessions, get potential clients in the door talking to her, but also be able to share those so that her audience feels like, wow, I can relate to that. I struggle with that as well. I need to talk to Valerie. So those are two ways that I definitely recommend testing that out and seeing if you can find a way that is going to talk about your services without feeling like, like you're doing it all the time, right? The second mistake that podcasters make that is costing them leads is by putting their ad into the beginning of their podcast. So in that first five minutes, that first 30 seconds, I cannot tell you how many podcasts I have turned off 
or almost written off in my mind because there's an ad right in the beginning. It's like when you have the ad version of Hulu and you go to start watching a movie and it starts off with ads. It's annoying. You tune it out. It's like, why am I dealing with this? I don't want to deal with that, especially if I'm paying for, say, the premium version of Spotify. I'm having no ads. I don't want any ads. And then you have an ad right in the beginning. It just takes away from your audience. And a lot of people aren't going to get through those first five minutes if you throw that ad right in the beginning. So what I recommend doing is having a dedicated ad space around the 10 minute mark the mid-roll, or right before your outro. Right now, Buzzsprout has, obviously we love Buzzsprout, go to aliciagalati.com slash buzzsprout and sign up today. Absolutely love them. You can find the link for that in the show notes. But they have it where you can do dynamic content and we'll be talking about dynamic content soon. But that allows you to have your dedicated ad space that you can change depending on what you're promoting at that time. So I'll use that for this podcast until I get that listeners to lead mini program out into the world. And then I'll be able to change all of my outros that last five minutes of the podcast. I'll be able to change all of that to include the ad for that program. So that allows me to be able to say, look, It doesn't matter if I have doors open or not. I have one client where they have a six-month program, doors open at certain times of the year, close during certain times of the year. And so they're able to say, look, we have these two different ads. They run at different times depending on when the program's open. We don't have to worry about it. I love that so much. And being able to then change all of the ads in their podcast to reflect that, it makes me excited because... I want to be able to push my clients and push that content to serve them. This is going to allow you to do that and get leads from your podcast. So put that dedicated ad space at the 10 minute mark. Once your audience is already sucked in, they're excited, they're learning, they're like, whoa, this is so meaty and good. I love it. At that mid roll, if it's like a shorter episode or before that outro, I personally like it before the outro, but obviously you can do what you want. The third problem is only mentioning it during that dedicated ad space. So yes, have a dedicated ad space, but don't just mention it there because then it doesn't really feel authentic. It's like, oh, you're just throwing an ad in there because you think that's what you need to do. Did you see how I was able to incorporate some of our story? I was able to incorporate, hey, this program that I'm looking at launching and able to talk about our services in a way that feels easy. It doesn't feel complicated. It's organic. And it's throughout the episode. It's like I imagine that scene where uh, I think it's on Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where Charlie Day has like all of those red lines crossed and they're all, you know, on a map and everything's connecting. And he's like, ah, like, (laughs) that's what I imagine it being. That's what you want your podcast to be, where it is literally just connecting all of the dots for your audience. You are regurgitating the same thing over and over again, reinforcing what it is that you're selling, reinforcing how you work, the strategies that you focus on. That is what is going to take your listeners from passive, just listening to active buying, purchasing clients. That's what we want. So talk organically about your services. So just how I did there during guest interviews, You can also say things like, 
oh, I love what you did where you talked about XYZ. For me, I do XYZ with my clients. We do blah, 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 and kind of go through in an organic way, not detracting from the guest or pulling the spotlight off the guest, but simply allowing them to illuminate more by offering this, hey, I do something very similar, and then going into questioning of like, what are your thoughts on blah, blah, blah. Like there are ways to do it where it doesn't feel gross, it doesn't feel spammy, and you're able to still show like, hey, I'm an expert as well. I love what I do. I'm incredible as well. Hear me roar. (laughs) So the fourth way that you are making a mistake and not allowing your podcast to get you leads is by having a guest-only podcast show. I would love for you to sprinkle in some solo episodes or some hot takes. When you have a guest-only show, the point of that is to put your guests on a pedestal, right? Maybe borrow their audience, but typically it is to just shine a light on their awesomeness and be able to give value to your audience through them. It's almost like you're the one lifting them up so that people can see them. That means that most of the people that are further out in, say you're in a circle, most of the people on the further out in the circle aren't going to be able to see you. They're only going to see the person that you're lifting up. It's a great thing to do if you feel really confident in your ability to still show up as the expert while putting your guests on a pedestal. But I don't recommend doing that because then the conversation almost becomes less of an interview and more of like a co-host situation. And I feel like that needs to be discussed beforehand with your guest. So we are going to have co-host discussions on this podcast. I'm going to have some of my team members on. We're going to talk through things that we are seeing in the podcasting industry. We're going to talk through things that we see with our clients. We're going to analyze some launches that we've done and show what went well, what didn't. Those are going to be more co-host situations where we're going to be on the same level and my team is going to come forward and we're going to be able to discuss this stuff. When I have a guest on, my goal is to showcase them. What have they done with their podcast? How have they excelled at their podcast? What are some strategies that they can impart to the audience that is going to help our audience go from having passive listeners to active leads? By sprinkling in solo episodes, that allows you to still take the spotlight off of them for a second, point it on you and what you offer, the services you have, the programs you have, your expertise, and show that to your audience and allow them to see you, to hear from you, to get to know you in a way that they wouldn't be able to if you only have a guest-only show. How often should you have a solo show if you would prefer to have a guest-only show? In this podcast, we're doing every other So every other episode will most likely be a guest. Every other episode will be me or my team. But I have clients where they really don't like doing solo episodes. And so what I ask them to do, just from a strategy standpoint of what we just talked about, is every fourth or fifth, depending on how they feel, episode should be solo. And they only have to keep it 15 to 20 minutes. It does not have to be 
a long episode, if they typically have hour-long episodes with guests, then those solo episodes don't have to be crazy. Now, how do you come up with solo content? We'll talk about that at a later episode. So keep that in mind uh, as you're listening. You're like, ah, but I want to know. How do I create solo content? I find that really difficult. We'll go through that. Don't worry. Stay tuned. (laughs) Another thing that you can do if you say, look, Alicia, I cannot do solo episodes. I cannot come up with 15 to 20 minutes of solo content. Is there something else I can do? Another thing you can do is hot takes. So it's you coming in at the end of your episode, talking about what your guest was just talking about, but then giving your take on it and giving examples of things that you've discovered or learned from your experiences to then add value to the conversation that just happened. So that is something you can do. It literally can be three to five minutes, does not have to be anything long or extensive, especially if the interview is already 30 to 45 minutes. You can keep it very simple where you're simply saying, look, I love where they said X, Y, Z. Perhaps I disagree with the way they approached this thing. I think I would do it this way. Either way, you're still giving value to your audience. You're still showing up as the expert and able to put the spotlight on you for a second. The fifth mistake that podcasters make that's costing them leads is never mentioning their show notes. Now, there are some changes that have recently happened with Apple Podcasts where they are not allowing you to have hyperlinks in the app anymore. So what we recommend to kind of get around that is to have the full URL typed out in your show notes, showing that this is where they can go to learn more. But don't just have that. I still recommend having your links mentioned, having your guest stuff hyperlinked, all of that stuff, because all the other apps are still allowing you to do that. You don't have to worry about the hyperlinks not working in other apps. It's simply in Apple Podcasts right now. So make sure that you mention your show notes. So one way that you can do that is making sure that in your outro, you say, check the show notes for all links mentioned in this episode. Or as you're going through the episode, like I did with Buzzsprout, you want to make sure that you say, hey, this is the URL, but make sure you check out the show notes. The link is there. That allows people to know that they can go to their phone, easily find the hyperlink and not feel stressed out while they're driving or whatever, trying to find that. The last mistake that I see podcasters make that's costing them leads is by just winging their content plan. I see this so much in podcasters because they find themselves not having a good strategy and plan with creating their content. You can go back to episode three, where I talk about streamlining your podcast content creation process. This is going to help you be able to make sure that you have a process in place when you are creating your content. So that one covers specifically the planning and the creation phase. And obviously we'll go into other workflows and things like that and and how to come up with content and some places you can look for content ideas, but don't just wing your content. Don't just show up every week and say, all right, what the heck am I going to talk about this week? That leads to you feeling burnt out from your podcast. It ends up becoming a chore that you probably don't want to do. So it doesn't allow you to really get excited about your podcast, get excited about the content you're creating, and it doesn't ensure that you are making the most of your show. If you want to have a lead generating podcast, then You have to be strategic. 
with the podcast content that you are creating. Please, 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 please. (laughs) So that is it for the mistakes that I see podcasters make. First one being talking about everything but their services or their products. Make sure that you are talking about those. Second, putting that ad in those first five minutes. Don't do that. Let's put that at that outro or that mid-roll. You'll be good to go. The third is only mentioning your product or service in the ad space. Make sure that you are talking organically about your products or your services throughout the episode. Make sure you sprinkle in some of those solo episodes or hot takes at the end of your guest episodes. Fifth, never mentioning your show notes. If you want to drive traffic to your website, to your services, you want to make sure that you are talking about your show notes so people can grab those links and very easily convert from listeners into leads. The last one being winging your content. Please, 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 please don't do that. Make sure that you have a strategic content plan to ensure that you are making the most of your show. All right, make sure that you just implement one or two of these. Don't stress out. Don't try to change all of these. Start implementing one or two this month. Let me know. Send me a DM and let me know which ones you are going to do. Let me try to hold you accountable (laughs) for this and support you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Listeners to Leads. If you found something in this episode valuable, I would really appreciate it if you shared it with a friend who you know would also get value from it. Want to send me a message? My favorite place to hang out is Instagram. You can find me at alicia.galati. Let me know what your favorite takeaway was from the episode. And don't forget, turning those listeners into leads is actually easy.